but I'll get by with a little bit of you. Alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, ephedrine, and orange juice. Please stop the podcast. It is back. It's David. It's Liz. We're here. We're here. We've unstopped just for the next 30 minutes to bring you all of the news of the day. 30 to 40 minutes so that we don't have to pay Zoom a monthly fee. (laughs) That's why our podcasts are short now. Uh, David, how how are you doing? How does it feel to be in uh, this re-energized Kansas City in brackets Taylor's version? I'm kind of liking it. How how do you feel about it? I, I like being at the... You know, I think at first I thought it was just a Kansas City story, and then I quickly realized that this is a main topic all across the country being spoken about the same way here as it is, or much the same way in like whatever Spokane and Nashville it is as it is here, which is pretty remarkable. Well, I agree. I mean, as usual, I think I'm uh, I'm a little bit concerned that we're sort of uh, we're sort of missing the, the the bigger sort of longer standing story, which is that um, you know blonde women born in 1989 have been re-energizing the city <laughs> for for a, for a decade <laughs> before didn't Taylor even, deigned to enter Arrowhead Stadium. Didn't even occur to me that you guys would be the same age. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, we have so much in common. And of course, when I saw the news, I just thought, you know, God, what you've done for others. (laughs) Uh Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it has also put the focus on Travis Kelsey's stupid clothes, which is interesting, his his bad, his bad style, uh, which people say good. So you're more of a Chiefs fan than I am. Uh, Initially, this pairing made no sense to me. Does it make more sense to you as someone who is more familiar with uh, with the archetype of, of Travis Kelsey? Uh, I mean, I don't think I found it that shocking. I mean, she is a, you know, she's a professional uh, marketer, you know, and this is just another collab to get her into a new demo. And it's honestly two of the most powerful demos in the world right now Chiefs fans and Taylor Swift fans so it's it makes a lot of sense I'm not what I, I guess I kind of believe it's like real I think I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are like oh it's all just a publicity thing I'm like well that's part of it but I don't I, I don't think it's like a completely like fake Tom Cruise type of merit you know what I mean like yeah, I was thinking about this. I also feel like the risks of dating Taylor Swift right now have to be like so tilted relative to the rewards that you've got to really want it. Um, I mean, granted, like there's perks. I know like I've read that all of the Travis Kelsey jerseys have been selling out. And you yeah, know. I mean, I, th- there are some risks. I don't think it's a, you know, I th- I. Th- I think the re- reward, you know, rewards vastly outweigh the risks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is probably not going to end in like, a, you know, it's probably not going to be forever. It's ending and <laughs> it's ending in him being insanely famous is what it's ending. In. It's ending in his like podcast becoming like number one overnight. Yeah, but also possibly earning the hatred and ire of uh, legions of Taylor Swift fans for the end of time. Yes, who who are, you know, her super fans are literally insane. I, I personally believe that they should, many of them should be arrested. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, it's I think on balance, this is a pretty good, pretty good deal for Trav. And, um, you know, 
I'm I'm glad to see him hitting. You know, it's it's good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all G, baby. Uh, as usual, you know, we 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 see this economic impact. I saw, you know, there's a story, this very cringy story in the LA Times, all about how, um, you know, seeing Taylor Swift in Kansas City really uh, emphasized that we're a city on the rise. <laughs> yeah, that's. I would love to shake the hand of the incredibly boring editor who commissioned that piece. Um, you could sort of see that coming a mile away. I'm surprised it wasn't in a bigger outlet than the Los Angeles Times, actually. Well, there's also the headline of this column was, my my son told me Kansas City was on the rise. Taylor Swift just proved him right. And, and the sort of lead to this article is the author highlighting that, that her son had moved to Kansas City a, a year prior and was telling uh, her that Kansas City was about to become the next San Francisco. And this just begs the question, who is this woman's son? <laughs> yeah. It, listeners, I, chime in. Please let us know if you know this. her son. Mary uh, McNamara is the columnist. We, no, we have no. some questions for him. This The thing was sort of a you know, refrigerator word magnet of, of, you know, a constellation of Kansas city, you know, Chad lassos and new airports and new coffee shops and expanded you know, streetcar, the streetcar, the usual, the usual stuff. Uh, that's, it's nice, but, but also that many other cities also have. The important thing is that the columnist managed to shoehorn in the sentence in these divided times, it could only be a good thing. Yeah, I think there was something I was I, I'm reading it now. Like there was something where, where yeah, uh, about how there's a sentence about how it faces the same struggles with racism, housing instability, economic disparity that every American city does. And many of those, including drought, dwindling agriculture and manufacturing jobs, more associated with rural America, which. I don't know that we have dwindling uh, agricultural jobs here in Kansas City, but no, um, but this is very much of a piece with modern opinion writing in which you must sort of gesture vaguely to every social ill, yes. including in columns that have absolutely nothing to do with those topics. Thank you for summarizing that better than I would have. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, we're we're a city on the move or on the make. We're up to date. Boy, this this little city's really growing up. Uh huh. I will say the Taylor thing, one of my thoughts was it has been like, you know, I am reading all these stories too. I am I am checking all these gossip, you know, like uh, in a way that I hadn't before. And it's just like she is, and I'm like thinking about, oh, she invited Brittany Mahomes to her suite. I wonder what Blake Lively thinks about Brittany Mahomes. It's just like, I'm thinking about all this stuff and it's just like, it's like Taylor's universe of like kind of, school lunch table stuff like literally taking over the entire country you know th that's always been sort of her thing and now it's now it's everybody's thing we're all talking about this and it's 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 kind of sad but could she be a guest on a future episode of please stop taylor bang my line yeah i mean yeah i, I guess i was also gonna say like even that night i was wondering like where they were gonna eat dinner you know and i even drove past uh Capital and Eddie B's on the plaza because as I think we've talked about before, there's only so, so many places open on Sunday nights. Um, but I didn't even think to drive by Prime, which it's not like I would have seen his car outside there, I suppose. But when I have to say for kind of like the celebrities in Kansas City eating out 
discourse. You know, Taylor really is kind of bringing up the rear of the pack, ending up at Prime Social when we just saw that Cardi B ended up at Town Topic on the same day that I, too, was eating at Town Topic uh, trend setting. Yeah. How, how 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 much did you do you think you missed her by? Uh, several hours. I ate there before the Bob Dylan concert. And I think she went after the Beyonce concert, which was was quite delayed. Um, and Bob, you know, I think you were at that show too, David. He, uh, he, he's efficient these days. Yeah. He starts and ends on time. So. No encore. There will be no encore. Uh, he also, uh, you can't come back in. Like if you go out to go to the bathroom or get a drink, you can't come back into the theater until the song's over. He has like a, a thing with the lighting. Did you, did you? Notice that? Oh, no, I thought that didn't come up for me. No. Yeah. So they closed the bar in the back of the Midland, like before the show, they were like, no, we can't serve here anymore. And so then you had to go into the back room. But if you left, yeah, like you would, you would have to wait. And I, I like, I, I think I, I left during crossing the Rubicon, which is like a seven minute song. So he's particular and everybody seemed very afraid of him. <laughs> nice little show. Nice little show about what I thought it'd be. Yeah. I, I was not expecting the 10 minute song about Key West, but, uh, yeah. you know, we're yeah. Gonna... He contains one. multitudes. Yeah. Our man. I'm, my man. Well, um, I feel like we've got a lot of superstar news in Kansas City, though. We've got we've got Taylor, Taylor at Arrowhead. We've got Cardi B at Town Topic. And then uh, you know, you I, I turn to you for all of my celebrity gossip these days, David. Naturally. You you gave me a hot tip recently on uh potentially something coming down the pipeline with uh Rihanna. So yeah, so I think this story will be out by the time the podcast is out. I guess I have control over whether that's true um but uh had you 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 remember that rihanna was in town this summer with with her her man asap filming yeah i i I heard like just a little bit about that i didn't really dig into the news much so in june he was asap rocky was filming a music video in the west bottoms and she was in town also for a few days Uh, i remember like hearing about it and I think we event the star eventually did a story about it like a month later. Um, but also around that time, I had heard that Rihanna and ASAP bought a house in Kansas City and specifically that it was on Ward Parkway. And I kind of looked into it. I didn't find much and forgot about it. And then it, the rumor kind of came back like maybe like three or four weeks ago. And there was an I Do you know about do you know Dumois? No, I don't think it's so. like a New York Instagram gossip account. Oh, yes, I do. I, I was not imagining how that was spelled. We were not connecting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they had a blind item about it also. And then I think there was like I th- maybe a Reddit thing. And then I was also again hearing from more people um, like kind of in the Brookside world, Blue Blood world. So I was like, I want to try and I'm going to see if I can run this down. Um, and probably just read the story but um i think the conclusion is that she did not buy a house here but was interested in renting some houses here for a a duration of time and that sort of through a game of telephone became um she was looking not to rent them but to buy them uh and so the houses are on ward parkway i talked to the real estate people and the owners and i do there are still a few things about the story that 
that make me think that it is still a possibility that they bought this house, but I don't, I kind of don't think it makes sense. I don't know why they would, but um, read the story. I do. I do kind of like the idea of them thinking KC is a place where you can like live under the radar, given like the totally not hysterical at all reaction to Taylor and Travis the the last uh, few weeks. But what else we want to get to today? Recent stories. Sure. We should talk about restaurants. I mean, that's your primary beat when you're not kind of, you know, blowing up celebrity homes. Hounding, hounding high profile. Name. Yeah. Like the gossip monger that you are. That's right. Well, you wrote about, um, you wrote about Katanori, the, the sort of hand roll place. And I'm curious if you've been there. I tried to go before the Bob concert actually, and ended up a town topic because the wait was a little too long. Um, it looked interesting. The It's got like this big uh, centerpiece bar and then a few little tables around it. Um, it was looked fairly empty, but there was still like a 20 minute wait. So I had to just keep moving. But have you have you bellied up to that bar yet? I I have, but I it was just when I was doing the story. And so, um, yeah, it's like a 24 seat kind of U-shaped bar. And then like there's like a little loungy area in front where you can like kind of wait, but there's no tables or anything. I think they're going to they said they're going to put a drink card up there, but otherwise there's just nothing up there um hand rolled sushi it's kind of like you know rolled in seaweed sheets they're kind of long almost like little cone type of things and you just they just kind of wrap them up real quick they're not like individually sliced the way the traditional sushi is you just kind of pick it up and eat it like a little burrito and it's like real crispy um and it's cool Kind of per um, our conversation last week about the omakase place, uh, is this the first <laughs> establishment that Kansas City uh, Kansas Cityans can enjoy? Uh, I can't speak to whether a Kansas Cityan has previously enjoyed a, a piece of hand rolled sushi before, so I guess I should not make that that claim. <laughs> um and i don't know about yeah so uh no i think it's cool i i actually i quite like this place i recommend it um sushi scene is 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 picking up in kc and we we need it we're we're looking we're Badly. looking for that we're looking Badly at it uh, um, anything else uh on the food beat that you want to highlight uh no i mean I, I, we got this this new bar in the casino called chicken and Pete's, which is like a, a famous philadelphia bar opening like kind of a outpost in kansas city have you been to the casino i mean this is a bally's casino have you been to have you been to the casino so i just drove by it this morning on the way on my way to get a biscuit at district biscuits in north kansas city um and it felt like one of those i know there's a name for this phenomenon when like you see something and it looks new to you and like you've driven by something a hundred times and never noticed it before but like i don't remember that casino being so enormous well i garish yeah i mean i it it has been renovated i'm not sure if it was if it's that's actually a good question i think it has they have added to it i'm actually not sure but it does look kind of newer and nicer there appear to be like modern battlements and crenellations that i had not noticed before yeah i mean it's what i i'm just always shocked you can smoke in, in in there you walk in and everybody's just burning cigs um but yeah i don't not in the bar actually uh not in the um chicken pete's bar but i don't know it's a new big sports bar you could in theory go to uh, i paid 34 dollars for a lobster roll oh and, and it doesn't come with fries by the way 
they asked, me if I want, they asked me if I tried to upsell me with, with some prizes. I said, sure. I was like, and I was like, wait, how, how much did the prize cost? They're like nine bucks. I was like, no, no, thanks. No, fam. The only other thing on here, I think was, high, you know, we, we could both kind of, you know, I, I did a story about high boy recently, the independence burger joint that was recently in a, again, so, uh, uh, spoiler alert, celebrity content coming, uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid commercial. And it was just sort of about use that as like kind of the hook to 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 write about High Boy, which is this kind of place that's been around the fifties. There's like three of them in Independence. It's kind of if you're from Independence, it's it's kind of a it's the Winsteads of Independence, let's say, or the town topic. Um, I don't have that much to say about, it, but I know that you went after the last time we hung out, right? <laughs> oh my god, I'm leaving that in. You're terrible co-host terrible <laughs> editor worst friend david hudnell <laughs> judas <laughs> um yeah so i went to the high boy the original location i think it's really charming um i love the soft serve that just comes in a big enormous cone i like the burgers i think they're fine it's like um kind of the original smash burger right in kc totally um, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I just think it's good vibes and decent food and uh, hung out eating it on top of a trash can next to a bunch of bikers. Um, and that's kind of the play there. There's no tables. So, yeah, it's a walk up. Yeah, I think the the thing that I liked the most also was the dessert. Although I got a I got a shake. I got a peanut butter fudge shake, which I ate at like four in the afternoon and felt like a fat fuck for like five days afterward uh super thick shake i maybe kind of a death meal type of shake for me um just based on how bad i felt afterward um but yeah that's it read my high boy story go out to high boy it's cool i mean what else are you gonna do what else yeah. are you gonna do? go to high boy you're gonna go to dixon's no <laughs> go to fucking high boy it's cool um, um, I also want to add a brief addendum. So you mentioning the lobster roll reminded me, um, I just thought like, oh, I should go quick and, and compare that price to like a good lobster roll in town that I know and love and looked up the um, the restaurant at 1900 menu because they always have a lobster roll on the menu because the chef is from New England. Um, and that lobster roll is now $52, Whoa. Uh, which it was 30 when I reviewed the restaurant back in 2018. So there's a there's a sort of a little inflation nation. for Yeah, you. that will take care of inflation nation for today's episode, as I did not prepare an inflation nation and maybe and am considering abolishing it from or maybe not abolishing it. Uh, uh, what would be the word for ending inflation nation? Um, yeah, well, you know, the Fed has got it under control now, so there's no need to. <laughs> inflation is over. Um. Boy, $52. You can probably eat that thing in like four bites, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, it does come with chips. <laughs> do you want to talk about, speaking of seafood, do you want to talk about your recent haterade column? You're still writing things every now and again. You can still, you, you still uh, maintain that skill. Well, yeah, I have to, David made it clear that I have to earn my my position <laughs> on the podcast now that I'm no longer reviewing restaurants. So uh, I had to, I had to go back to the word mines thanks to this taskmaster here. Um, so I, I did get a haterade out and I did, um, I made the Mitt Romney salmon. So did you read this big biography excerpt about Mitt Romney in the Atlantic? Obviously I did not read the all, all 15,000 words, but I did see the excerpts where people were talking about his, what he eats. 
Yeah. So I, I actually thought it was a great piece. It made me it made me feel real human empathy toward Mitt Romney, which was not something I've had previously thought myself capable of. Um, but <clears throat> in part of the uh part of the excerpt included just this like like this throwaway line about how you know, he didn't think much of salmon, but like Lisa Murkowski from the senator from Alaska brought him a bag of Alaskan salmon fillets and, and he tried it and discovered that he quite liked it if he put it on a hamburger bun and smothered it in ketchup. And of course, everyone in my world, like all the food media people were immediately like all over, like what a disgusting thing that was to do. Um, it's like the the confluence of of factors of like being able to dunk on a disgusting dish and also that dish being eaten by someone who you have no political beliefs in common with. And so it, it was just, it was just too easy. It was too delightful, but I made the salmon. I went to my Costco. I got my, my little bag of Alaskan salmon fillets, fried it in a, uh, not didn't fry it in a pan, actually baked it in the oven. I did not microwave it, which I sort of assumed is what Mitt Romney did. And I covered it in ketchup and I ate it. And you know what? It was fine. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I sort of hallucinated like I was eating cocktail sauce, uh, applying ketchup to the salmon. I'm not going to do this probably again. But the like the, the disgust that people came out with for this idea was just so over the top. Like it's salmon with ketchup. Like it's not that weird. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, all the people commenting are elite coastal snobs. They don't know what it's like down in the trenches, the trenches of of Bain Capital and uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the Utah. But uh, but uh, I, were the salmon the salmon you got was from Costco? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they was do it that have... that bag of it's like a clear bag. It's it's um. Well, so this was opaque. These were the wild caught Alaskan salmon fillet skin. Oh, oh, David is getting up from his his desk. We might have a uh, we might have a little show and tell here. So there are, there are actually two kinds I've gotten in, and and I just got these, and I I just they're not these, are they? They're not. No, okay, they're so not. It's the, it's the bag. It's the bag. It's the bag. Yeah. Yeah. So I got these because they were cheaper last time, and then I got home and was absolutely um if oh. you can see yeah it's like marinated. some kind of yeah, the marinated, marinated. No, that would not do those those I, complex flavors would get in the way of of the heinz i think i mean <laughs> um do you think i could just by the way do you think i could just run that on like take that out of the the casing run it under the stink for a long time and get all of that marinade off of it and then cook it i mean you could yeah i don't see why not if the marinade is gross, rinse it off. Well, I took a chance and uh, came up snake eyes. Uh, anyway, go, go go read the haterade. It's not just about the salmon. It's also about just how we don't all always have to make something perfect and amazing and the best version of whatever dish we create, which is a pressure I feel uh, a lot of the time, surrounded as I am by uh, food media people who, as we have discussed before, are the worst people. Monsters. <laughs> Almost all of them are monsters. <laughs> Almost to a man. Well, let's um we should probably talk about our, our bigger feature then, right? Um, speaking of kind of food and trying new places. Yeah. So we had a little outing last week. Was that last week? Yeah, yeah. So this was your suggestion. I was not aware of this place. So why don't you set it up for us? Yeah. So there's this place. It, it is not technically in Swope Park, but it is basically across like deep into the park and across from it on the south south 
east corner of, of the park so you know gregory area way close to the highway and if you're just go going down one of these windy roads that's in the park it's just sitting there it's kind of this old steel hut i don't know what you would call it and it, it was called when i first became aware of it it's called percy's and it's apparently been open since like 1953 or something like that yeah. and um it recently changed its name to just chicken and beer and um which is irresistible. Which is absolutely irresistible. As a, and I, I am going to write a, an actual story about it as well. But um, we went on Thursdays, which by by chance is uh, their busiest day, apparently. Although we were not there when it got busy. We went sort of a happy hour. And apparently at like 8, the DJ sets up and things get bumping in there. Well, so the there's two days in which it gets bumping in there. It's Thursday and Sunday. And that's because between 7 and 10... They do dollar drinks and dollar wings. Crazy. Yeah. Granted, the drinks are like the gut rot you would expect. This is we're not talking calls here. You're getting like a tequila sunrise mixed in a big handle of vodka or a margarita. I think those are your two options. And so you can't um, get a beer or something like that. It's like. Right. Yeah. You got you got to have one of the sort of house mixes. Which which we did. So when, when I got there. The bartender was batching them up for the night, batching up tequila sunrises for the night. And um, I took a sip of either yours or Jed's. And uh, I think if I had if I had to take another sip, I would have cried. It was uh, terrible. It, it was no, truly awful. <laughs> no disrespect no. To, to the staff at just just chicken and beer. I mean, you got to make it, you're serving a dollar tequila sunrise. You can't expect it to be good. But uh, what do we so I, I had to jet early darts night. And uh, so I wasn't able and the, the, the kitchen was just opening when I was leaving. So I didn't get to I'm gonna have to go back to, to try the try the food. But what did you think about the food? So I liked it for a dollar wing, you know, it was pretty good. That's a couple things I appreciated. One, the wings were small. So on the one hand, you're thinking like, oh, I'm not getting a lot of meat. On the other hand, you're probably getting uh, a better chicken than you might expect, you know? Why do you, th why do you say that? Well, because it's not this like, I don't know, gigantic, you know, bread to be enormous and to fall over when it stands up kind okay. of a, a thing, which okay. which most of the like the intact wings you're going to buy at the grocery store are. I didn't ask. I don't I don't know what they were using. I'm sure it's still very cheap. Uh, but there's a sort of a panoply of of rubs and sauces you can get with your wings. So I got the lemon pepper. They were pretty good. Um, the grease was very stale. It's <laughs> the only thing I will say. And I noticed when we walked in that there was aluminum foil over the fryers, which is sort of your sign that they're reusing that oil, you know, uh -huh. I don't know how many times, but definitely they're reusing it and saving it for later. Uh, but I liked the lemon pepper seasoning. I liked the wing gals, um, the, the ladies that were serving up the wings and kind of this corner window that was, um, opposite the bar. And they've apparently been there for about a decade, kind of serving up these wings. Um, yeah, Miss D. Yeah. What's her name? There were a few other things I noticed after you left, I thought were kind of cool. So there was, there was a dance floor that sort of cordoned off, um, and it like rimmed with led lights and you can imagine it getting a little bit busy there. 
Um, but they also had this outdoor area, which I ended up going out into because I saw a man carrying like a load of wood out to a fire pit back there. Um, and so they've got a fire pit that they set up most nights. They've got like this nice, you do feel like you're having a drink in Swope Park because this is like mm -hmm. just down the street from Camp Lake of the Woods. So you really are, you know, surrounded it's basically in Swope Park. Yeah. And the guy I talked, I talked to him for a little while. He said they always, they always have the fire, especially like all the way through the winter. Um, so that's always going on out there. And apparently it just always is packed Thursdays and Sundays. He said like, yeah, the, the cars will like line up almost all the way out to where you kind of turn off to come into Swope Park for this kind of event. So I think it probably gets pretty slamming um, mm -hmm. if you go not at <laughs> 530 on a right. Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I think you covered. They got pool tables. They got a little. The, yeah, there's mirrors on the dance floor. There's, um, you know, it's old. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think maybe some. It has been the site of some violence over the years, perhaps. Um, I but. did notice a guy. So I kind of the sign that the evening was starting to turn toward a more party environment was around seven p.m. when I watched a guy come in and get frisked pretty aggressively. Yeah. Um, the worth a little I, I sort of thought maybe like I'd see some you know people who work at Swope Park come in for a pop after work or something like, or people who work at KC Pet Project or, or something like that um but we didn't there was no evidence of, of any of that and in fact we were the only people in the bar for at least an hour and a half I would say yeah well maybe the other, the other thing to add um we were the only white people there um and that was true when I left when the place was really full and there are times when like I'll go to some place that's obviously like a black space and feel like I'm intruding or kind of somewhere where I shouldn't be. And I will say that everyone we interacted with there, staff wise, patron wise, was, was so over the top friendly, like so welcoming. Like yeah. I loved the vibe. I did not feel, you know, like I wasn't welcome there and was encouraged to come back and bring some friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when I left. So nice. I think it's I, I think it's I think it's fine to check out. I, I, I really enjoyed this place and would would go back. I recommend it for sure. Um I don't know. I think it was only open. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's open before Thursday. Uh I'm not sure if it's like a day. Yeah, they were originally open for lunch and then they changed their hours recently. So I think the the bartender told me they're open after five Thursday through Sunday, but I think that's sort of a soft five. So yeah. we showed up at 5 30 and they were kind of just opening up. Check it out. I mean it's called just chicken and beer and it's in Swope Park. You know, if you live in if you live in the city, you should know about it. And that's why we're here, Liz. I think we could wrap it. Do you, have right. any, do you have any final parting thoughts about about anything? Uh, no, there's there's not a thought left in my head. Until next week, I will go lie in a dark room and uh, think <laughs> about think about content for our subscribers. <laughs> All right, please. Thank you, Liz. Please stop listening to the podcast. I'm old and cold and tired and useless and toothless, but I'll get by with a little. Cat.